శ్రీరామకృష్ణ ది గ్రేట్ మాస్టర్ చాప్టర్ టూ శ్రీరామకృష్ణస్ బర్త్ ప్లేస్ అండ్ యాన్సెస్ట్రీ ఎట్ వన్ టైమ్ ద వర్షిప్ ఆఫ్ ధర్మ విచ్ వాజ్ ఒరిజినల్లీ వన్ ఆఫ్ ద త్రీ ప్రిన్సిపల్ జెమ్స్ ఆఫ్ ద బుద్ధిస్ వాజ్ సెలబ్రేటెడ్ యాన్యువలీ విత్ గ్రేట్ పంప్ అండ్ స్ప్లెండర్ బట్ దిస్ ప్రాక్టీస్ హ్యాస్ నౌ డిజప్పియర్డ్ శ్రీ ధర్మ ఈజ్ నౌ లుక్డ్ అపాన్ యాజ్ కూర్మా ది సెకండ్ ఆఫ్ ది టెన్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ incarnations of vishnu and receives only ordinary worship here and in the surrounding villages even brahmanas are sometimes seen worshiping the image of this deity one hears different names for sri dharma in different villages thus the dharma of kamarpukur is called rajadhiraja the dharma installed at sripur is named yatrasiddhiraja and the one at the village called madhuvati near mukundapur is known as sanyasi raja the chariot procession of the dharma of kamarpukur used to be celebrated formerly with much pomp the god's big chariot with its nine pinnacles could be seen near the temple but after it broke down it was never rebuilt the temple is also falling to pieces for want of repairs and its priest yagneswara has now removed the deity to his own house people of various castes high and low such as the brahmana kayastha weaver milkman blacksmith potter fisherman and dom live at kamarpukur there are three or four tanks in the village the biggest being called the haldar pukur there are also many small ponds with some of them with large numbers of 100 petaled lotuses and white water lilies there are still many brick houses and tombs in the village though in earlier days there was as a large number of them the broken temple of rama ananda sankhari the dilapidated ras rasaf platform of fakir datta heaps of bricks overgrown with jungle and deserted shrines in the various places are evidences of the former prosperity of the village there are two burning ghats called budhoi moral and bhutir khal one to the northwest and the other to the northeast to the west of the bhutir khal are the common grazing ground the public mango grove planted by manik raja and the amodar river the bhuti stream flows south and joins this river not far from the village a mile north of kamarpukur there is a village called bhursubo a very rich man named manik chandra bandyopadhyaya commonly known as manik raja to the people of the surrounding villages lived there besides the mango grove just mentioned certain tanks named sukha sayar and hati sayar still remind us of him it is said that on several occasions about a lakh of brahmanas were invited and fed at his place in the village of mandaran south east of kamarpukur there used to be a, an impregnable fort built to protect the people of the surrounding villages from the attacks of enemies the course of the neighboring rivulet amodar was skillfully diverted to serve as a moat for this fort the ruins of the gateway 
the tower and the moat of the fort and the temple of Shiva named Sileswar not far from it exist to this day. They indicate the importance of this part of the country during the time of the Pathan rule. It is by the Mandaran fort that the road leading to Burdwan passes. On both sides of this road are many large tanks, the largest being the one at a place called Uchalan, 18 miles north of the fort. There is also an important stable in ruins at a place along this road. This shows clearly that the road was constructed for use during wars and disturbances. The existence of the battlefield of Mughalmari near this road also attests the same fact. Two miles west of Kamarpukur, there are three villages called Satbere, Narayanpur and Dere, situated side by side. The former prosperity of these villages can be inferred from various signs such as the tank in the village of Dere and the temple nearby. At the time of which we are speaking, the three villages were included in three different estates and Ramananda Roy, the landlord of Dere, lived in the village Satbere. This landlord, though not very rich, was a great village tyrant. When annoyed with any of his tenants, he did not hesitate to deprive him of all his possessions. None of his sons or daughters survived him. It is said that he could leave behind no progeny on account of the sin of oppressing the tenants. After his death, all his estate and all profit properties fell into the hands of others. About 150 years ago, there lived a religious-minded Brahmana family of moderate means in the village of Tere. They were of noble descent, observed the customs of the pious Hindus and worshipped Sri Ramachandra. The temple of Shiva and the adjoining tank known as the Chaturji tank still commemorate their memory. Sri Manikram Chattopadhyay the head of this family at the time we are speaking of had three sons and a daughter. One of these, the eldest, Shudiram, was born probably in 1775. After him came Ram Sila, the daughter, and the two other sons, Nidhiram and Kanairam. It is doubtful if Shudiram ever became proficient in any branch of learning, making him eligible for any remunerative employment. But the Lord had blessed him with truthfulness, contentment, forgiveness and renunciation and other noble qualities, the possession of which is considered by the Sastras as the mark of a good Brahmana. He was tall and stalwart and had a fair complexion and pleasing looks. Shudiram showed deep devotion to Sri Ramachandra, who was being worshipped in his family generation after generation. He was in the habit of performing sandhya along with his other daily observances, after which he would collect flowers for the worship of Raghu Uvir Ramachandra. Not until he had finished his worship would he eat anything. He never accepted gifts from his inferiors and would refuse invitations even from Brahmanas who officiated at religious rites for them. Nor would he drink water touched by Brahmanas who demanded bridal money while giving their daughters in marriage. He was greatly loved and respected by the villagers for his faithful observance of pious customs. 
Shudiram took up the management of the ancestral property on the death of his father. He performed his duty as best as he could, remaining at the same time steadfast in the path of religion. Some time earlier he had married, but his wife had died young. When he was about 25 years of age, he married a second time. The bride's name was Chandramani, but in the family she was simply called Chandra. Her father's house was in the village of Saratimaya Pur. She was simple-hearted, good-looking and devoted to the service of gods and holy men. But her outstanding qualities were her deep religious faith and her loving and affectionate nature. It was these that made her dear to all. Born probably in the year 1791, she must have been only about 8 years old at the time of her marriage in 1799. Her first son, Ram Kumar, is said to have been born in 1805. A daughter, Katyayani, was born 5 years later. She rejoiced again at the birth of a second son, Rameshwar, in 1826. It did not take Shudiram long to discover how difficult it was to manage worldly affairs without deviating from the path of righteousness. Probably a short time after his daughter Katyayini was born, he had to undergo a very hard test. We have already spoken of Ramananda Roy, the oppressive landlord of the village. Annoyed with a certain man of Derepur, Ramananda instituted a false case against him and since someone of good reputation was needed as a witness, he requested Shudiram to give evidence in his favor. The, the strictly upright Shudiram always dreaded litigation, courts and the like and never had recourse to them against anyone, even when he had a, a just cause. The request therefore came to him as a shock. Though he knew for certain that he would incur Ramananda's bitter enmity if he did not give false evidence, he never agreed to such a course. The inevitable happened. The landlord filed a false petition in the court against him as well, won the case and got possession of the whole of Shudiram's paternal property through auction. In consequence, Shudiram had not even a square inch of land left in Derepur. Although all the people of the village felt great sympathy for him in his trouble, they did not dare help him in any way out of fear of the landlord. At the time when this calamity befell him, Shudiram was about 40 years old. The property inherited from his ancestors, together with that acquired by him over many years, had vanished like a cloud dispersed by the wind. But this calamity did not affect his upright conduct in the least. He took absolute refuge at the holy feet of Raghuvir, calmly reflected on what he should do in order to escape the wicked landlord and finally bade goodbye forever to his paternal homestead and village. We have already mentioned the name of Shuklal Goswami of Kamarpukur. He and Shudiram were of a like temperament and were old and intimate friends. Suklal was much moved on hearing of Shudiram's misfortune and vacating a few thatched huts in a part of his homestead invited him to come and live there permanently. Shudiram thus found a haven of refuge. He accepted the invitation 
regarding it as the incomprehensible play of the divine lord and with his heart filled with gratitude went to kamarpukur where he lived ever after suklal who loved his friend dearly felt very happy at his coming and made a permanent gift to the virtuous kshudiram of one bhiga and 10 chataks of land for his maintenance